and welcome to the Hairdryer Treatment Podcast. This week, we've decided to focus our attention on the development of Chelsea Football Club, as Frank Lampard now finds himself without a job. I'm your host and resident, Jordy Kieran, and today I'm joined by a Chelsea and Rangers fan, Luke. Goodbye, Frank. <laughs> Liverpool fan, Andy. Hello, guys. And party Thistle supporter, Steve. Shut your face. Yeah, as I mentioned in my intro, and as I'm sure you're all quite well aware by the time this goes out, Frank Lampard has been sacked as the manager of Chelsea Football Club. And former PSG manager Thomas Tuchel looks set to take over in his place, with the announcement even possibly coming sometime in the next couple of days. Luke. Um, we did speak briefly about this, uh, about the possibility of this happening on last week's episode. Yeah. Are you surprised about the timing of this? I'm not really, actually, I'm not at all, because I think we mentioned before, it was widely reported that they were sending out uh, different managers and stuff. So uh, in some ways, I'm surprised that, 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 it, uh, that it happened today, because I thought he might get another game or two to, to, to turn it around. But obviously, the decision has been made. And, and I think... Watching the, the FA Cup game, they seemed rudderless anyway. They seemed like they didn't have a direction. Yeah. I think it's probably the right call. And much as I really do love, you know, Frankie, he's an awesome dude. Um, it's just not worked for him. And, and it's a real pity. It really is. I mean, nobody really wants to see a manager sacked. It doesn't matter, you know, what yeah. team you support. You don't want to see guys getting put out of a job, especially in this sort of climate. I but, can think of one or two where there's an exception to that rule. Well, you know. <laughs> I can't do a Neil Lennon impersonation either, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd be doing that as well. But um, but no, honestly, I, I just felt as if it was obvious that he'd lost the dressing room in some ways or, or some of the bigger name players. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that Werner's uh, reaction to missing a penalty was... Was was pretty much you know that that summed up the the you know the situation. He just his head went straight down. He just looked like he didn't believe anymore. And you need someone who's going to be able to do that. Whether Tuchel is the right man, I don't know. I always thought it was Tuchel, by the way. But there you go. Um, I don't I don't know how you pronounce his name. But it'll be interesting cool. to see what happens. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. And um, he does come from a great pedigree. I know Andy doesn't think much of him, but. I'm willing to give him a chance. He's got the right sort of pedigree to be the manager. And he's used to getting sacked. So that's always a bonus. So, you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Tuchel a bit later on. But um, yeah. Steve, looking at this, um, the internet seems to be like in the social media forums and things that you look at. Everyone seems to be pretty divided on whether or not this is the right call from Chelsea or whether um, it was maybe a little bit premature. Where do you come down on that? Uh, I think actually this is probably the right time for Chelsea to get rid of him. Um, I think what you're saying about Tuchel coming in, being in probably the next you know 24, 40 hours, um, the next two matches are against Bright against uh, Wolves and Burnley. So that gives him a chance to get in, get get the side set up, uh, you know, and if he can pick up a couple of early wins, get a little bit of momentum for the team. Um, I also think, I mean, Lampard, he can't be all that surprised at losing his job. I mean, you know, he's he's been at Chelsea's Not entire career. He's seen what eight, nine, ten managers come and go. You know, he he knows how ruthless the board are. He knows it's results driven, and he knows that he just hasn't delivered on that. Um, Tuchel's probably a, a good um, a good choice to bring in, in that the the two things that Chelsea have had, got this season, two big investments this season, have been Kai Havertz and Timo Werner neither of whom has been producing. 
And I think maybe the thinking behind yeah. the, uh, the in the boardroom here is that you know we need a we need a continental manager to get them playing more in a style they were used to when they played uh, in the German leagues, you know, to get the best out of them. So I, I think I, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I'm not surprised by the timing. Uh, I don't think Lampard can be particularly surprised by it either. Yeah, I mean, we'll um, maybe try and move the the Tuchel talk towards more the end when we'll uh, have a chat yeah. about potential replacements yeah. and things. But uh, Andy, did he deserve to be sacked? I don't think he did, but I'm certainly not surprised that he got sacked because I think last season he had a free hit because of the transfer ban. Um, no one ever, everyone was thinking, oh, Chelsea are going to get top four. And he sort of went sort of over expectation. He got top four, he mm-hmm. got to the FA Cup final. And obviously now he spent all the money. And obviously I think that's been a killer for him. Because I think, um, obviously with the exception of Ziyech, I mean, all the players they've bought, like, uh, and that may be chill, but players like uh, Havertz and the, even the keeper and Werner have all not really been who we thought they'd be. They, they're not really lived up to expectation. Um, mm-hmm. So I think David the kids, I think he's done well mm-hmm. without buying players and using his young team. He's bought players of his own choice um, and mm-hmm. they've not done well. So I think that that for me has probably been uh, one of the reasons why he has got a sack because he's spent all this money and at least half of the players he's bought in haven't really worked out. And probably his best signing has been you know, on a free, probably with Thiago Silva. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I think, I think as you guys say, he's and he shouldn't be shocked. He got sacked. He got so used to seeing people like Ancelotti, Mourinho, and and all mm. these other all these other managers getting sacked in the past. So I don't think he should be shocked. And I think I think you're right, Steve. I think it's come at a good time because they got two favourable games that they can try and get some confidence back in. So I think yeah, I think it is the right time. But also, I would have kept them to the end of the season. I would have kept them on. But at the same time, I don't really blame him for sacking him either. Um. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> If you're looking at it, and uh, Andy did touch on it there, yeah. how much of a factor in this decision do you think the 250 mil or so um, transfer funds that Chelsea spent in the summer are on what's happening now? Well, on what's uh, happening? Yeah, I mean, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, that's got to be a factor in the, in the considerations. I think if he, I think if he'd still been under a transfer embargo, it would have been a totally different story. He, he would have got enough a lot more time. Uh, but the, you can't go spending that amount of money and then end up in eighth in the table. You just can't. It's not. Yeah. It's not right. You know. And Champions League is the holy grail, as far as I'm concerned. In fact, I legitimately, we went when we went on that run. I was starting to think, oh, maybe we can challenge for the title. You never know. <laughs> That's gone. Um, so I'm quite annoyed about it, and um, I, I sort of feel like. I'm annoyed at the players as well, actually. Do you know that? Because it's not just the manager, it's the players. If they down tools and they don't like the manager, that's on that's on them. And it's not fair on the rest of us to have to put up with that. You know, I, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. I think there's a few players who are culpable in all of this. Um, specifically, Havertz and, uh, you know, um, they, they just looked like they weren't interested. Werner wasn't, didn't look like he was interested yesterday either. And that's not acceptable in the top, top flight as far as I'm concerned. And certainly not at a, a you know a, a club that has legitimate aspirations. So for me, yeah, I I, I think that's a big big factor, and I'm not pretty annoyed about it. The more I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm annoyed about it actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, speaking about it financially, if you look at the what 200, yeah. 250 million that Chelsea have spent on players, yeah. you'll be thinking um, that in a bid to recoup as much of that as possible from TV money, qualifying for the Champions League would have been an absolute necessity. Um, 
And I think basically what Chelsea's board must have looked at now is we'd see absolutely no possible future where under Frank Lampard wearing that's going to happen. So we might as well pull the trigger and hire the man who took his PSG team to the Champions League final last season. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, you know, and I think I think they were right in their, their, their um, assessment of it. I mean, uh, you know, the last few games I had sort of come to that. I think I hinted at it in the, you know, in the previous pod that I, I felt like it was going to come to an actual conclusion, perhaps not as quickly as this. But I just felt as if they were rudderless. Um, much as I really like Frank, I, it just hasn't worked. He's obviously, you know, something's went wrong and, and you can't hide from it. You really can't. Yeah, I mean, your shout was for um, you thought he'd probably lose his job after the Wolves game next weekend yeah. or um, yeah. whenever that is. Yeah. I think it's tomorrow, actually. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it, it is a shame. Andy? Um, I just want to make a quick point. I was looking at some Chelsea fans today and they were saying, obviously, because Abramovich came out with a statement, didn't he, about the second of Lampard and he was yeah. speaking quite highly of him. And they made a good point that he rarely ever talks about managers when he gets sacked. I think yeah. often when he... I think that shows... Um, how much he obviously how much he thinks of Lampard and obviously how yeah. much of a hard decision this was for him, albeit he does not make the decision. Uh, I think yeah, it club is. Legend. Just... He's a club legend from his playing days, though, isn't it? They have to show yeah, more exactly. as a club. They have to show more respect to Frank Lampard because if they don't, the fans will be on the back because yeah. the fans still recognise that. Yeah, yeah he's probably their best ever player. You probably say you probably One say off. the best ever Chelsea player, if not. Probably him or Drogba or Terry, to be honest. Those three, maybe Zola. From the Premier League era, definitely. Oh, certainly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, certainly from the recent era. I mean, you, you, you know, there's, there's a few others that you could mention, the likes of Hula and people like that, who are just yeah. legends as well. But, mm. yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame when, when a club legend like this loses his job, but I think the job was beyond him. I do think so. I think he probably could have done with a few more years at a, a lower club learning his trade. Um you know, and, and, and serve his apprenticeship. And, and you know, we, we talk about this and I know, um, I'm, I'm under no illusions as a, as a Rangers fan as well. I know that Steven Gerrard is, is essentially doing an apprenticeship at a, a big club in, in Glasgow before he then takes a Liverpool job. In much the same way, I think I think Lampard should have done that with a, a smaller club in England like Derby or something like that and, and then taking the step up. And I think it just came too soon for him. And at the same time, I'm glad he got out of Derby when he did because that's all gone pear-shaped. So, it has, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving back to topic, Steve, um, Luke mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the poor form of the likes of Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, like, how much is that to blame for um, Chelsea sitting ninth in the Premier League table and Frank Lampard now being without a job? Um I think, like you say, there are certain players who they, they're going to have trouble looking at the ceiling in the mirror um, this morning. But by that same token, I think um, one of the problems that you had here was Lampard was very inflexible in his tactics. Um, you know, it, what, what got the best out of Werner was not the formation that Chelsea were playing. That's not that's not how he played when he was in Germany. It's not how you got the best out of him in Germany. Um, Havertz, who plays, you know, played primarily as a number ten when he was in Germany find himself kind of pushed out to the wings. Uh, you know, just he's he wasn't playing his best players in the best position. Yeah. Um, you, you can look at it at the back and in the centre and say, yeah, he had a pretty solid set up there. But I don't think with, with all the attacking talent he had, he actually knew who his best four players were up front. Um, That's what I was going to say, Steve, actually. Um, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think, I think 
like Luke says, that's partly down to um, to the fact he wouldn't change his tactics, and it's partly down to inexperience, not not dealing with the big egos, not dealing with the big talent, only yeah. having dealt with Derby. And, and Frank Frank suffered a little bit from the fact that being such a Chelsea guy, he knew he he favoured, I think, a lot of the younger players and the uh-huh. likes of Mount, the likes of Hudson Adoy, um, and he yeah. gave them game time when when you know the, the top brass. You know, Marina, Marina, Gerard, I can't pronounce it, Gravskaya. Yeah, that's it. Uh, her, her and, and Abramovich were sitting there in the director's box going, where's my £50 million winger? Where's my £50 million midfielder? Where's my £60 million striker? Oh, they're on the bench because Tammy Abraham's playing today and Callum Hudson-Odoi started. You know, I'll tell I you think... something else, Steve. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, that uh, I think they didn't see eye to eye and they basically didn't have a working relationship is also a big factor in this decision too. I mean, I think I heard all sorts of reports of the, the relationship breaking down. So sorry to interrupt there, but I think you're right about this. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think Lampard, and it's no disrespect to Lampard. I mean, you, you know, as a manager, you come in and when you come in, you, you set your team and you have your boys, you have your guys that you have <laughs> faith in. And as long as they don't let you down, you keep them in the team. Mm. But I, I th- Lampard didn't have an awful lot of say, I suspect, in a couple of those signings. Um you know, why would you sign Havertz when you already have Mason Mount, who plays almost exactly the same position? You know, does that kind of running from deep, you know, shooting from the edge of the box kind of thing. Yeah. You just, it wasn't it wasn't going to work unless Lampard had more control over the signings. Mm. And that, that just wasn't wasn't going to happen. I think Tuchel, having worked at PSG, having been under director of football, having had the big names in and out, I think he's a better man-manager and I think he'll get more out of the likes of Havertz and Werner uh, in the second half of the season. Tuchel has worked at clubs, um, at another club in Borussia Dortmund as well, um, mm. wherein that is generally the way that it goes. You're not a manager, you're a head coach. Yeah. That's the continental way. That's the way it's going in Britain as well now. And, um, and that's the Chelsea way as well, actually, to be fair. The Chelsea way is very much a sort of, you know, the coach coaches the players that he's given. And, yes, and you know, I, th- exactly. I think that is probably... You know, increasingly the way it is going to be across. You take course. what you these days. You take your list of you. Well, you essentially say, "Look, I need a new centre mid, and I need a new left back." Um, yeah. Here are ten names that I think could fill the position, and then the board go out and do their thing. That's yeah. the director of football goes out and does the thing. That's that's how it works these days. But Andy, can, do you can think- I just say? Yes, can I just say one more thing? Uh, a friend of mine pinged me today and he, he listens to this podcast and he suggested to my absolute horror that Brendan Rodgers might be in line to take over at Chelsea. <laughs> and I nearly lost my lunch. So thanks, G. Just want to mention that. Oh, uh, don't <laughs> worry. We'll, we'll talk about some alternative <laughs> potential replacements in a bit. But uh, Andy, looking uh, back at the Timo Werner's, uh, the Kai Havertz's of the world um, and the other big names that Chelsea brought in last summer, um, do you think there's maybe a little bit of an attitude issue, an ego issue that and Frank Lampard maybe wasn't able to stroke those egos enough or get the best out of them um, in that way? And if so, if that was the case, does that mean he doesn't have what it takes to manage a top club like Chelsea? Well, I think Steve is quite right before about the fact that obviously he hasn't got experience in dealing with his egos, only having management in Derby. And I think this goes down to a bigger problem in world football that all these ex-players are getting jobs the back of really no experience. You look at obviously Gerald got the job at Rangers with no experience, albeit he's doing yeah. well. Perdo's not exactly setting the world like Juventus in the league right mm. now. I think they're sixth or seventh at the moment. Obviously, Henri yeah. got sacked to Monaco. Um, obviously, Giggs is at Wales, but he obviously gone to the Euros. But um, and other te- other players, like other teams, other managers like that are getting jobs 
not through experience. I think this is going to be a problem, I think, now because people are getting jobs through what they would like as a player rather than what they've done as a manager. Mm. And I think this is what Dean Lampard's problem is that he's got no experience apart from one year at Derby and he's gone straight to a massive job like Chelsea. Whereas I think this is where Rooney's done well. He's gone to a club who are low, lower down the leagues and therefore he's going to, he's not getting into it. Like if you've got the manual job tomorrow, I think that'll be quite, quite bad for him sort of thing. So I think. But if, I, with Wayne Rooney, you're looking at a whole different situation because Wayne Rooney has spent a year at Derby as a player. Yeah. Um, as a as a, one of the veteran players helping coach the team as well, so yeah. his situation is somewhat different. It's not like he's been given that position because no. he's Wayne Rooney. He's been given that position because he was the most senior and most well yeah. uh, and the obvious candidate nice, and the player. cheap candidate. Um, then with with, with other, other, players like David Nugent, if he got Derby got loads of old ex players, but he's obviously got yeah. the job because maybe he's got coaching desires. Maybe he's or maybe it's just because of the name Wayne Rooney. I think it's the name. Do you know that? Because yeah. I think he's a bit as sharp as a pound of liver, to be honest with you. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I think Wayne uh, Rooney, I, gets a, I think Wayne Rooney oh, is sh- underestimated in a lot of ways in terms I, of his football and intelligence. If, if you watch him on... When no, he isn't. No, he isn't. No, no, he's not. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you watch him on that Monday Night Football he was on uh, while back, yes. he, he talk, he's quite interesting to listen to. And I think he's... Um, I think because of his, maybe because of his voice, I don't know, but he seems to. I think he seems to get a lot of criticism. But actually, I think, I think personally, I think he he maybe is not as not as stupid as we all think. I think he's definitely got definitely got a football brain. Let's say it that, that way. There's a bit. There's a term that we, as NFL fans. There's a term that we all would use in when talking about NFL, um, where in we we talk about football and IQ, and you don't necessarily need to be particularly sharp. Um, in <laughs> biochemistry to have a high football and IQ, and I think the same applies. He's, he's very well read, Wayne Rooney. I mean, last week he read Spot the Dog. I don't think we're ever going to win. I don't think we're ever going to going to win the two Scots over onto this side of the fence. I think Andy. <laughs> he's not. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. In fact, he's the only he's spoon in the drawer. <laughs> Good shot, <shape>, Steve. <laughs> Oh, All right, less of that, less of the uh, less of the Rooney bashing. I mean, I mean, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't know why I'm defending him. So, so. <laughs> you're still bitter about that volley goal from all those years ago at Old Trafford, aren't you? Oh, it, he wasn't you know, even trying, and he put that past you. He just whacked it because he was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, though. That it happens, honestly. It, 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 if it's going to happen against the club, it'll, it'll be against Newcastle. If you watch those goal compilations of uh, players as great as goals like the Premier League Hundred Club and stuff, yeah. normally sixty percent of the goals are against Newcastle. Like, uh, you know, I can't club. argue that. But I, you're absolutely right. It's weird how it works. But um, back to Frank Lampard, Luke. Where do you actually see Lamps going from here? Do you see him getting another high-profile job? Do you think do you see him continuing to work in the Premier League? I, I think he'll get a job in the Championship. And I think he'll spend a couple of years in the Championship. He might maybe get one of the lower Premier League team jobs, but I, I can't help but feel that this has damaged him a little bit. So so I, I, I sort of think he'll maybe get a job in the Championship with one of the one of the clubs that maybe has, has underperformed a little bit. Does and, his, and um, does the performance for... that he... Listen to this, though. Does the performance that he yeah. um, sort of gave last season... Um, under a transfer embargo, a transfer embargo at Chelsea, with what he already had at his disposal, not make him absolute prime fodder 
for one of the clubs that doesn't want to spend a lot of money and wants to work with what they've got in their young talent. Um, someone like that. So like a lower Premier League club, does it? Yeah, I, I mean... I'll, I'll give you a prediction here, right? At the end of this season, Roy Hodgson retires and they appoint Lampard because that, I could say that. is the ideal appointment. Young English talent at the team, you know, an English international legend comes in, he's got experience in the, the championship, he won't have massive egos there because he doesn't have big players on big on big wages. Um, and Palace that could be an issue for him. Yeah, Zaha, he's not shown himself to be a problem, even though he's been wanting to leave for the last mm. couple of years. It hasn't shown in the pitch. It hasn't shown in the dressing room. Zaha's been a professional about it. And I think the arrival of Lampard I, might even be enough to get him to stay. I think the only issue Lampard could have in a job like Palace is that Palace's fans are notoriously, like, passionate like a bit they're a bit like Newcastle fans and that that place is a cauldron if it's not going particularly well yeah um I, I could I could see him taking over like a, a sleeping giant like Middlesbrough or Stoke or someone like um, that who uh, have genuine just, uh, no shut up wheel that back no. sleeping <laughs> like who now <laughs> I I don't see Lampard going to the championship um I, I certainly under no circumstances would ever class Middlesbrough as a sleeping giant. You mean that <laughs> that tiny little club in North Yorkshire that claims they're in the northeast? You mean that one? <laughs> possibly, yes, possibly. At least, at least he's not going to take over Sunderland anyway. So that's something. That's ah, too far down the leagues. That <laughs> uh, Sunderland are likely to appoint Neil Lennon when he gets sacked. That's, that's, I'd that's love the them standard to do manager there. I'd love them well, to do that because that's League Two incoming. That is. <laughs> I mean, actually, here's a question for you, then, Kieran. Would you be happy with Lampard taking over at Newcastle? I would. I'd love that. Would you? Would you like that? Because I think he'd be good for Newcastle. Actually, we've got a lot I of think players. I think a job he'd love. Yeah, we've got a lot of players who are, like you said, we've got a lot of good young talent, and Newcastle fans uh-huh. have been crying out for a manager to come in who's going to utilise that. Mm. Um, and we we've not had that really. Um, Benitez, Benitez didn't really believe that much in youth. He used them when he had to but um, it wasn't his main philosophy. So it would be great yeah, to have right. a manager like Lampard who could come in and and like maybe try and get the best out of the Longstaff brothers, Elliot Anderson yeah. and the likes. So absolutely. I would absolutely love that. But um, Funny you mentioned yeah. Benitez there, Kieran, because I noticed that mm. um, he was in the news this week after he left the club in China. I do, and he was yeah. asked about, you know, where, where are you going to be pointed? Where are you going to go? And he was like, you know, well, it's too, too soon for me to come back. I, I don't want to go to a club like Chelsea because I don't want to disrespect Lampard. But he also interestingly said, um, I think Newcastle is unfinished business for him, yeah. but he will never come back under the current ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised at that. I, I actually have been tweeting um, about that um, quite a bit this weekend. I, I think Newcastle fans know that. So as long, so long as Mike Ashley owns the club, Rafa Benitez is off limits. Can I just mention something here as well? Just I'm, I'm looking at the, the the Premiership table, right? I'm actually thinking there are not many clubs outside of the relegation zone who are going to take Lampard as a manager because more or less all of them, Burnley maybe, if Sean Dice decides, decides oh, to no, leave. He's not going to go to Burnley. But, not a chance. But none of, none of the other clubs are really going to change their managers. I can't imagine Brighton are going to change Potter. Um, but they'll be down to the Championship. Even if they get relegated, Wilder's job is safe, I would say. Yeah, yeah. They've, oh, they've said that so. multiple times. He's, he, is, he is rock solid there. Um, the, only the, reason he, he, the only reason he go to Brighton is if you get the managerial merry-go-round. So what will happen is Hasenhutl yeah. will leave Southampton, move to a bigger uh-huh. club. 
Potter will move from there to Southampton and that would open up Brighton. That's the has only Potter, way Lampard will end Has Potter there. done a good enough job at Brighton to warrant them, to warrant him yeah. getting a move to a bigger club? Because in the, what, year and a half he's been at Brighton, they've just stayed exactly where they are. Yeah, yeah, I like the way they play football, though. I like the way yeah. they play football. That's the thing that he's changed the way they play, and um, you know, and, and I, I like the way that they play. They've got a nice setup and stuff. Yeah, they're maybe still hovering about, hovering, uh, you know, about the relegation zone, but they play nice football. You watch the game that they played the other week. It was it was really entertaining. I like the way they did it. Yeah, that's, that's the players earlier in the season. That, but mm-hmm. that's the reason what looks just said there that that Southampton would go for Potter. If Hasenhutl leaves, because Hasenhutl, he's he's in demand. I mean, Southampton are, are over, you know, ever since that nine nil drubbing off mm. uh, Leicester, a couple of, last season, Southampton have probably been one of the hardest teams in the league to beat, and they're playing a, a good, solid attacking, passing, you know, uh, way which is attractive to fans, and which big clubs are all looking at and going, you know what, maybe 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 we should keep looking at, and maybe we should bring him in. So yeah. Spurs, for example, you know, you look at it historically, they brought Pochettino when he was in charge of Southampton. You know, Southampton has always been the kind of stepping ground, the stepping stone for players to move to big clubs and managers what, to move to big what clubs. What you've got to look at in that is Southampton have quite a clear recruitment plan for managers and it's that they don't recruit managers mm. from the Premier League. They look abroad. Mm. That's what That's you've got to thing. look at there. This is that. it. So, so coming back to the Guerrero land, Honestly, I think you've got to look at the, the championship. You've got to look at clubs that are going to miss out maybe on the, the either on out via the playoffs or you know or, or um, you know uh, miss out on the playoffs altogether. So you could look at Watford. You could look at Bournemouth, for example, maybe. Watford's another you one. Know? They don't hire. They don't hire British managers. It's too yeah. expensive. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Maybe they'll change. Uh, I don't think they would. Card- I don't. Th- I don't know if Watford would. But well, there's, yeah. there's a left fielder for you. It says Cardiff sacked Neil uh-huh. Harris this week. What about bringing Mick Lampard McCarthy. in straight away? Mick McCarthy. Oh my! Yeah, they've Is already got him. They've already got him already. Yeah. They're yeah, pretty much they the same like They don't like football. <laughs> <laughs> Warnock McCarthy. Yeah, you're right. They hate football. Well, <laughs> like rugby. All right, guys. Moving on. Um, Andy. Coming back to Chelsea, bringing it back to Chelsea, obviously we've mentioned it a couple of times, but Thomas Tuchel looks to be the man who's going to get the job in the next day or two. Um, I can already see by your facial expression that you're not a fan of that appointment. Why? And basically, if he isn't the right man for the job, then who is? That's the issue. I mean, first of all, I think I think he's a better manager than Lampard. I will say that. I think he will be a better appointment. I think, I think he's better tactically, but I, I just think... I don't know why you'd hire someone who's been sacked at Dortmund and PSG in the past. I don't think he's really... I, I've never really looked at him and thought, oh, that's... I didn't look, watch any games through PSG and Dortmund and thought, oh, look, oh, that's a good that's a good appointment. And of course, he was a manager when we beat them 4-3 at Anfield in that Europa League game. Um, that, that's, that's a problem as well, the fact that there's no one really out there that would go to Chelsea. I mean, I mentioned Nagelsmann, but there's no way he'll leave until to anyone until the summer. I think he'll stay with Leipzig until the end mm. of the season, at least. Who else is out there? Unless they nab someone from a different club, um, or they go back to Hiddick again for, like, an interim manager. I can't think anyone is actually free. There's no one... I mean, there does not bring back Rafa, as you guys say. Um, and there's no one really could possibly... Pochettino's just got a job, so he's obviously out of the question. Rodgers, mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't, I don't know why you'd leave Leicester at the moment. Um, I don't I think mean, he would. 
No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. There's no one really, all the good managers I can think of are taken and there's no, no real reason for any of them to leave to go to Chelsea unless they want to go to Premier League and not manage there before. Um, so I think, unfortunately, I think he probably is a person to pick right now, but I wouldn't say long-term he is the answer. Um, I just don't think, I just can't see him ever winning the Premier League with Chelsea. I'm going to put it out there now. Maybe he'll win, maybe, I can't see him winning you Champions League or Premier League, it's too short to be honest. I can see him winning a cup maybe, but I just don't think as a manager he's good enough to, to win them big trophies myself. Well, you've got to look at um, basically his record at Dortmund, which is the most comparable of his appointments um, in his career to date, um, to Chelsea, I guess you could say. Um, and well, he, his in his time at Dortmund, he won one uh, one trophy, won the DFB Pokal in 2016-17. Never really challenged uh, by Munich at the top of the league. Um, had a lot of had quite a fair amount of money spent. Got had quite a very well had a very decent team underneath him. Um, mm. he, he had like a sixty three percent win percentage from one hundred and eight games, but still never really took the club forward. Mm. PSG, he's won the league both seasons he's been there, which you'd expect. He took them to the Champions League last season, but then started to regress this year. Um, Luke, is he the is he the man who's going to get Chelsea this Chelsea team? back into the top four, back into the title race um, this season, next season and in the future? Or is he just going to be a bit like Unai Emery from uh, when Arsenal appointed Unai Emery? Is he, as, I think looking around the, uh, the managerial appointments in the Premier League over the last couple of years, that's probably the most comparable and not just because they both came from PSG. Well, I, I suppose the... Well, I think that probably the first difference is that uh, Unai Emery was absolutely mad as a box of frogs. Uh, <laughs> good evening. So, so he was like, good evening, uh, my name is Unai Emery, I'm a crazy guy, you know, I <laughs> like to talk to him about football, I don't know what I'm talking about. Nobody understands. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> By the way, you're not wrong. Um, you know what? I'm willing to give this guy a chance, actually. Um, and I keep saying this, but, you know, I think that uh, the fact that he, he, he's, you know, okay, he got the sack by PSG, but then again, you know, PSG are probably, you know, likely to sack managers every two years anyway, same as Chelsea do. So realistically, if he can do it this year and next year, then he probably will get 18 months out of it and get sacked anyway. So, you know, that's the way Chelsea work. I am willing to give my chance, yeah. you know. I, I think he's... I think he's got enough of a pedigree to, to make it work. And I think he's got enough influence in that dressing room to make the guys toe the line and, and start working hard. And that's what you need right now. Yeah, I mean... But he I needs think a good backroom team as well. He does. And I mean, when he was back, back in... I have to say, I haven't paid that much attention to him in um, France. But um, while he was in the Bundesliga, I obviously saw quite a lot of him. And the thing that eventually lost him his job was... Mm other than issues with the board which there were were quite a few so I could see that potentially becoming a thing um, a bit further down the line because uh, he seems to be quite hard to work with from by all accounts um, but as well as that in his second season at the club um, he, they weren't only beaten by Bayern Munich they were eventually topped by Red Bull Leipzig who were in their debut season in the Bundesliga and that is pretty much eventually what got him sacked so Steve, is there enough of a pedigree there? And Dortmund, 
Dortmund squad at the time are fairly comparable. Like a lot of talent in there, young players, maybe not too many superstars, but um, fairly comparable to what we're looking what we're looking at. At Chelsea now is is there enough of a pedigree there for him to take this club forward? Uh, I think the, the criticism against Red Bull Leipzig there uh, that's a bit harsh. Um, you you and I both know in terms of their uh, of Leipzig. They are universally hated in Germany because they have the, the whole, we, we don't have the fan ownership um, yeah. and they pumped yep. a ton of money into that club. Mm-hmm. Um, it was they like finished second in the debut it. season. It's diff- that, that's, that, that's insane. That's, yeah, but the, yeah. the amount of money they spent in that debut season compared to everyone except Bayern is quite phenomenal. You know, they, they, they basically bought up everybody that Bayern and Dortmund didn't buy. Um, and they, they got a side that was capable of challenging um, and you know has been capable of challenging ever since. I mean, they haven't. The thing with Leipzig is they haven't moved a huge amount of players on from that debut season. Mm. You know, one or two have gone in and out, but for the most part, that's still that's still that same team. Um, but yeah, I think Tuchel he suffered a little bit from that. I mean, nobody when a team comes up, you don't know exactly how to play against them. We saw that last year with Sheffield United. We mm. always see it in the Premier League every year with one promoted team that comes up. They play a slightly awkward, slightly different style with players that they've not played against before. And that team, you know, gets like a, not maybe not a top half finish, but definitely, you know, a kind of 10th, 11th finish when you don't expect mm, it. Mm. I think Red Bull benefited from that. Uh, Tuchel, I think one of the things he probably did well at Dortmund was he did develop the talent that was there. He did give the younger players more game time. He did, you know, he did elevate them. Um, but it's always hard to compete with Munich when Munich can go out and buy the absolute you know, mm. biggest players and best players in the league and in Europe. And as Dortmund, their business model, you just can't do that. So Tuchel, yeah, he did He did keep the club standing still, but it, to be honest, in the situation with you know, a, a, a brand new, fully funded Leipzig and, and Munich being Munich, I, mm. I don't think he's done too badly there. Uh, you're right, at PSG, he won the league, but everybody that comes in and wins a league in PSG. I mean, to be honest, they could appoint you tomorrow and you'd probably win a league in PSG. It's just one of those teams that they have so much more talent than everybody else. You got to the Champions League final now. We, you said that you think Emery's a good comparison. Um, Emery did the same with Sevilla. He took them to the, the, uh, the Europa League final. But yes. Again, whichever manager comes into Sevilla always wins the Europa League. I think they've won, what, five out of the last six they or something. A, they are a specialist <laughs> you, in the Europa League, you know, yeah. They, they could be appointing Mr L Campbell tomorrow and you could guarantee they'll still win the Europa League. So, to, I mean, Tuchel's, he's got pedigree behind him, which other candidates um, don't have. You talk about Rodgers there and you have to say, what has Rodgers actually won other than when he's been up in Scotland? And you know, I can see the smile on Luke's face here when he's like, you know, talking about <laughs> talking about the pedigree of the Scottish League. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's um, Tuchel was the best available candidate, right? In, in terms of availability, yes. Um, but you look at just playing devil's advocate on the whole Rogers issue. Rogers has time; it's time served at Chelsea. Rogers took that Liverpool side from fourteen, fifteen. Um, and basically should have won the league with that team, if not for a few errors in the final weeks, which can mostly be put down to on-the-field things beyond his control. Um, and he has taken this Leicester team and made this Leicester team, well, from essentially Claude Puel's mid-table team to genuine Champions League contenders every season. So just playing devil's advocate on that issue, 
Brendan Rodgers is not a bad shout for the uh, for that job. He could do it. No, no, Never. no. And here's here's why. And you, you've actually no. in your wording there, you've said exactly that. He has taken Leicester to being Champions League contenders. He has taken Leicester to being contenders in cup competitions. He hasn't won anything significant, and that he is and- the most important thing. You need to if you the, the Chelsea board yet yet though want to get top four. It's not the Arsenal board. The Arsenal board are thinking we just want to get top four. The Chelsea board are always thinking every yeah, year we want, we want to win every but if you're looking, but That's if you're why looking, at, looking for a manager with experience and winning the biggest trophies. But if you're yeah. looking at this as sort of like a journey of um, success and like a lad at the climb of success, Leicester's team and Leicester's squad and Leicester's ceiling at the moment is a lot lower down on that ladder than where Chelsea are right now. So there's nothing to say that he couldn't come into Chelsea and go and immediately start winning things. No, I, I, I disagree. I think... The other thing about it is with Tucho, he's a low risk appointment. You bring him in for six months, you yeah. bring him in even for 18 months, right? He's got six months to come around. If he doesn't get top six this season, you're fine with that as long as you see progress in the likes of Paviats and the likes of uh, Werner, yeah. right? You think Chelsea are fine season, if they don't get top six this season? I'm, I'm thinking, think I'm not saying they've written off the season. I'm saying what, what Abramovich and, and Marina, what's her face, want to, to see is they want to see progress, they want to see their big investments settling in and playing well and that's what they didn't see on the Lampard and I don't think they would see that under Rodgers either because Rodgers would come in and again he would yeah. have a little bit more you know he'd be a little bit more um, likely to play the uh, the more established players the, the younger players the more English players he's, he's done that when yeah. he's at Leicester he's not when he's come into a new team he's not fundamentally reshaped it he's just kept what's there so he would he would have gone with what Lampard was using whereas I think Tuchel yeah. will come in and say right that guy, that guy, that guy, he's out. These are the guys the board want to see. These are the guys I have to coach and play in the, the best yeah. positions to get the yeah. best results. Well, he's clearly doing something right, though. If you look at what Leicester were doing pre-Bred Rogers and what they're doing and what they've done ever since Rogers came in, there's, he's clearly done something right. He's clearly got some sort of ability. Uh, he's not. You can't sit there and look at that and tell me he's a bad manager. The same goes he's when he was... He's learned his school. lessons. Yeah, he has learned his lessons. There's no doubt about it. I just don't want him at Chelsea. He could <laughs> yes. go to Arsenal if he wants. He could go to Arsenal all day long because you know, I can he's understand not why anything. you. I can understand why you wouldn't want why you wouldn't want him there. There's there's an obvious bias there. I I don't rate him as a manager. I don't rate him as a manager. I think that mm-hmm. he's always going to fall just that little bit short. Yeah, he won titles in in Scotland. Yeah, but you know he won them by default pretty much. Yeah. You know, they might have played some nice football and stuff. And yes, he's doing really well with Leicester this year. But this is this is why I've completely this is why I've completely like sort of just bypassed his time at Celtic. I'm not looking at his time in Celtic. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at his time just in the Premier League. But even then, even what I've said with Leicester, I think stands, he's doing a good job there, he's done a good job there. Even his time at Liverpool, the when he took over at Liverpool, Liverpool were not in a position to win a Premier League title. And when he left Liverpool, they had come this close to doing so and he put together a damn good team so he's he is a manager who's capable of putting together title winning teams and getting them to play good football Andy I completely agree with you Kieran I think that uh, obviously Rodgers came to Leicester obviously that, that Leicester team should be nowhere near should be nowhere near top four should be nowhere near challenging obviously last season they should have got top four and obviously but the, the team has never ever really expected to get top four start of the season obviously he brought them within a Edge and same with us when we almost won the league back in 2013 14. Everyone thought we'd get we try and get fifth or sixth rather than no one thought we'd be within a, a whisper of um 
well, obviously, whisper of winning the league. And obviously, until Klopp came, he was the closest manager we had mm. to win the league since we last won it in, in 1989, 1990. So, I think... I think that, or 7 or 8, I think it was. Oh, yeah, that as well. But I think... Um, yeah, I think, personally, I think that he'd be a good appointment for a lot of clubs. And I think that... Um, also, we all mentioned about the fact he's not done anything at Leicester trophy-wise, but then same thing as Poch. We all we always say mm. Poch is a good appointment, but he's not won the thing, really, until he's come to mm. PSG and won that trophy he won the other week. So I think that... Um, we sh- I don't think we should always put trophies as the main thing. Um, I think we should always focus on sort of what they've done achievement-wise. I think for him to get Leicester from where they were to where they are now, and the same with Liverpool when he first came to how they were uh, after after he left, or at least the season where he won the league, I think he's certainly a good appointment for many teams, really, because I think the style of football he plays, I think, albeit maybe he does sometimes, doesn't change maybe to being more defensive, but we saw that with the Matthew Leicester game, we saw that with Liverpool-Chelsea. Um, that's the only thing I would say negatively of Rodgers, that he doesn't often change tactics too much, but at the same time, I think you've got to admire what he's done so far at both Liverpool and Leicester. Yeah. But yeah. you've also that's got to focus on Irrational hatred of him as well, you know that's a valid point as well. So you know that's you're always going to be chatting with your Rangers goggles on here or your anti-Celtic goggles at the very least. Potentially, potentially, yes. All right, secret Celtic fan Steve, what have you got to say on this issue? No, I just wanted to final. I think Andy actually used the word there that's key. This is when Rogers comes in, he likes to establish a team. Now, Chelsea don't want an established team. Chelsea want to win now. That's a chat. Yes. That, that's been the brand that he took over the club, right? He doesn't want someone to come in, get his feet under the under the car, under the, the seat, sit there for a couple of years, build a team, get the fans on side, and make it difficult to sack him, right? Rogers might just do that, right? Ramovich wants a manager who'll come in and win now, and that's and that's a manager who, when he wins, he'll be like, "Yes, great, he's won. He hasn't built anything. He's just used the talent I gave him, and now I can sack him and bring in another one." And that's Abramovich will always sack a manager within two or three years. I think Mourinho, you know, got longer than most. I think mm. I don't think there's been a Chelsea manager has lasted three seasons since him. Uh, and I don't think until Abramovich sells a club, anyone will. I think I think won. I think he can win now. I think that the reason why he hasn't straight away because he hasn't had the players and he bought in Sturridge for cheap, bought in Coutinho for cheap, and they both did well. And I think. The squad they've got, I think he could easily win now. I think he could easily win them a trophy. Not saying they could win the league, but I think certainly he's got the players straight away. Like we didn't have that straight away at Liverpool, didn't have that straight away at Leicester. Yes. I think that if he comes to a team like Chelsea, you've already got the players, albeit they're not playing well. I think he could get them to um to win trophies this season or at least start of next season. And I think I, I also yeah. I also think there has to be something said for the fact that. Brendan Rodgers has spent quite a lot of time at Chelsea already. That familiarity with the club and with the people at the club is already there. So the settling in would be quite a bit easier. When you've just sacked a manager who knew the club and, and who knew the people at the club and you don't want another one who's, who knows the club and knows the people at the club, uh, I think that probably tells you why. Why, would, why, wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you want that, though? Just because the last one was that. Why wouldn't you always want that? Surely if you could always have a manager who was familiar with the club, you'd do that. No, because the managers that you bring in that are familiar with the club haven't been successful. Since Mourinho's original stint, this is what you've done is appointed the best available European manager. And he's come in, put his stamp on the team, made them play his way, won things and then gone. Yeah, but then Mourinho, so, but then Mourinho came, came, you know, but then Mourinho who was then familiar with the club, came back and won the league straight away. Yeah, and then got sacked. Yeah. 
after winning the league. That was that success, is it not? But that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. Abramovich does not want a long-term appointment. He wants a one-two-year appointment. We talked earlier about Watford never appointing British managers. Chelsea very rarely appoint British managers, and in this occasion they have, and it's not gone well. And I think Abramovich will yeah. go back to his previous approach of signing the best European manager available. Just the best available, really. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the. Um, I don't think any manager is going to see past three seasons thing. Um, I think if anyone was going to, it was going to be Frank Lampard, and he hasn't. So, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see that happen anytime soon. All right, boys, uh, that is all we've got time for today. So do be sure to tune in again next week when we'll be back to debate another weekend of football headlines from around the Premier League and possibly even beyond. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you then. Bye.